It's time for Mac Break Weekly. Renee, Richie, Andy, Anako, Lori, Giller here. Renee will start the show by sharing some very big news. Then we'll learn why Apple bought one of the most popular weather apps of all time and if there'll be a new iPhone this week. It's all coming up next on Mac Break Weekly. Mac Break Weekly comes to you from Twit's LastPass Studios. Stay in control when it comes to your company's access points and authentication. LastPass makes enterprise-level security simple. Check out lastpass.com slash twit to learn more. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 707, recorded Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Drunk with conviction. This episode of Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by Worldwide Technology and App Dynamics. Together, they help you build and deliver high quality applications at Velocity. Are you ready to transform your business by updating or adding a mobile app to improve your customer experience? How about streamlining your work to be more efficient with apps? WWT makes your vision a reality. Visit WWT.com slash twit1 to get started. It's time for Mac Break Weekly, the show where we cover the latest news from Apple, which is going to be harder and harder to come by, I think. But, but nevertheless, good, good for today, though, good for yeah, a half hour ago. Yeah, we, yeah, we got something. Uh, we're going to gather the gang. Uh, because I, uh, it's so the space is so limited in this monitor. We're doing this out of the old studio in the old style, Neapolitan um, <laughs> style. We can't get I'm, four I'm people. I'm, I'm the vanilla. As usual. <laughs> yeah, you're the vanilla. Yeah, it's Spumoni actually, here. Actually, that works because Laura's pink. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how chocolate Renee can be, but you're it's like moose we colored. We'll have half a Canada. case on each monitor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna screw it all up. I do the Brady Bunch thing, and now you have to <laughs> wave down and look down at each other and up and sideways. Uh, so this is the crew. This week we're gonna rotate through the hosts until the uh, end of this event. But before we do much, we should probably say, first of all, hello, Lori Gill, imore.com where her mm -hmm. new responsibilities have expanded considerably, but we'll talk about that <laughs> in a second. Great to have you. Are you still officially you. managing editor, or do you have another title now? I Currently, I'm still officially managing editor. Yeah, because if they gave you a title, they'd have to give you a raise. Andy, An <laughs> Andy Anako is also here, WGBH Boston. Uh, good to have you. And they're all ensconced, as they always have. There's no difference at all in their home studios. And Renee Ritchie's here. And now I'm going to have to change your lower third, I think, Renee Ritchie. Oh, no. <laughs> it did say imore.com. But Renee, tell us the news. Yeah, uh, I'm no longer with iMore as of this week. I've gone indie, independent. Not like Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, but just independent. <laughs> it is like Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade because you're that bad a okay. something awesome. something. <laughs> so yeah. I probably shouldn't put that all in caps. <laughs> Looks like I'm shouting, <laughs> but I am. YouTube.com no, slash Renee it, Shout it from the rooftops. Yes, everybody yeah, should subscribe. Channel. So what are you going to do on this oh, channel? Okay. I'm going to do daily news analysis. So it's not going to be like breaking news stuff. I want to take a little bit of time and really delve into the stories and tell you not just like what's happening and when it's happening, but why it's happening and how it's going to affect you. And then once a week, I'm going to try and do a deeper dive, either on a product or on a big story and sort of feel my way out as I go. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way to do it. It's really about personality uh, on, on YouTube. And so it yeah. isn't it's not going to be all Apple either. 
it's going to be like a lot of Apple because that's just what I've covered for the last 10 years. But I want to also make sure I touch on everything else that's happening. It's challenging because YouTube hates people who have multiple lanes these days. They really want yeah. you to pick one. And you better and not mention COVID-19 or they'll suddenly demonetize you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing that anyway because I feel like it's important uh, and YouTube will get its act together eventually. But I have like this Aaron, I said it in the video, I had this Aaron Sorkin-esque romantic attachment to doing news and telling a story well. I want to see just how far I can I can move that. Let's uh, let's play just a little bit of the, oh, we can play the whole thing. It's not that long, of the introductory video. This is YouTube.com slash Renee Ritchie. I'm Renee Ritchie. And this. 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 And this. 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 And this. 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 And this. 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 And this is my brand new YouTube channel. Nice. I'm fascinated by Apple. I've been covering the company since the launch of the original iPhone, and they've just come to touch so many aspects of our culture our relationships, our lives. They've also become the lens through which many of us experience the rest of consumer technology as well, from Google to Microsoft, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, and more. I also love the news. I have a Sorkin-esque romantic ideal about how facts righteously presented can inform and empower us. I spent the first 10 years of my career in product marketing, learning how tech companies position their products and their problems from the inside. I spent the last 10 years in tech media, learning how those products and those problems affect all of us. Now, I want to spend the next 10 years right here with you, talking not just about Apple, glorified or vilified, but about all the tech that affects all of our lives. And not just about the news, about what's happening and when, but diving deep into the analysis behind it, the how, the why. Most importantly, I want to start a new conversation with you about what's real and what's not, what's fact and what's not, what's serious and meant to help and educate us, and what's just sensationalism, desperate to manipulate and exploit us. It all starts here with this brand new channel and a brand new daily analysis show, because that's just what I do. But I also have a few other exciting new projects coming up that I really can't wait to share with you. And here's where you all come in. I'm starting fresh, starting over, building this all back up from the ground up, and I really need your help to do it. So please hit subscribe and set that bell gizmo to always. It's really the only way YouTube will actually tell you when each and every new episode goes live. Share this new channel with everyone you know so we can get this all going again and fast. And then drop a comment below letting me know just exactly what you want to see next as we take all this live. Thanks to everyone for collabing and all of you for your support. Now, don't, take, do this. don't take me down for running that. I hope you won't take no. me. No. No strikes, okay? I'm but, a believer in the open web. I have to, uh, so I have to say passion. It, it's really refreshing to read YouTube comments. And they're all nice. They're yeah, all saying congrats. Well done. This is a unique experience on YouTube for me. So well done. <laughs> Clearly, you've got a lot of goodwill. I didn't realize you'd been in iMore 11 years. Wow. Yeah, it goes fast. Yeah. Man. Uh, how long have you been with us? Oh, I don't even know. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> our, the 15th anniversary of the network is in uh, two weeks. Is April 19th. Oh, but um, happy I've, anniversary! Thank you, and we've Singleton been doing Mac Break Weekly when I started almost as long. <laughs> but anyway, um, gosh, I'm so happy for you, Renee.
Oh, thank you so yeah. much. And is this what you want the lower third to say, youtube.com slash Renee Ritchie? Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you, Andy and Lori. Smash the bell, ding the button, hit the red subscribe, <laughs> do all the yeah, things. It's weird to say, and people ask you why you say it, but what happened with YouTube and it happened with Facebook too is because of the algorithm, they discovered quickly that people who subscribe don't actually watch every video. So they stopped showing every video to people who subscribe. And then those people think you're not putting out videos anymore. It's right. like this horrible catch-22. So everyone's left on a street corner. Now you have a million people on street corner going, here ye, here ye, read all about it. Uh, and it's it's terrible. So if you actually do want to see all the videos, you have to not only turn on notifications, but say, like, don't pick and choose for me. Let me know when new videos go up. Actually, <laughs> honestly, the only brave thing that's happening here, because, Renee, you've long deserved this, and it's the smart thing to do, is you trusting YouTube. But, you, but you're a brave fellow. <laughs> and Okay. <laughs> uh, well, for people who don't, like, so uh, I'm putting a podcast feed up for the audio for people who just don't like to watch oh, video. Good. That's nice. And it, it's going to be on Nebula, too, and they don't have any ads or anything, so it'll be up nice. there. Probably the night before it goes up on YouTube. That's good. And so there'll be audio only uh, as an RSS feed and then in audio podcast, and video. Yeah. Okay. For, Absolutely. Uh, as on YouTube. And you mentioned, we. I, Lisa called you yesterday and we talked a little bit. Yeah, she uh, was so great. Thank you yeah. so much. Well, we were really happy for you. Um, I appreciate it. But you mentioned you may also be from time to time submitting articles to Lori for her to red pencil. Yeah, I'm doing a column. Yeah. She's She hasn't gotten rid of me <laughs> what? yet. What? A column? <laughs> yeah. Are, what is that yeah. going to be about? I, it's, I'm doing the full-on Jason Snell. It's like when he left Macworld, and you know, like he he inspired me with this. He kept doing a column because it's just it's nice to sort of keep your toe in the water. And I'm gonna do. I think Lori said Friday, so every Friday I'm gonna make sure I have a column. That's up very there. generous of her. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> well, also it's it's you also know, as, as who needs him? <laughs> We're doing him a favor. As, well, also also as content director of iMore, it's doubly a good idea. A, you get uh, you get Renee Ritchie content at a, probably at a good bargain, and secondly, it means that you don't have Renee Ritchie as a competitor now. Oh, good point. <laughs> good point. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's for sure. So, Lori, are you taking over Renee's duties at iMore? Well, Renee's duties at iMore have been really hyper-focused on Vector, so oh, okay. there's no way that I could possibly compete with how amazing he was with Vector. So what happens so to Vector? We're we're putting it on hold for now, but um, I think you will be able to look out for new Vector stuff. It's not going to be Renee uh, type stuff because nobody can be as good as Renee. Right. We don't really have anything official in place right now, but... Um, you know, if you keep it subscribed, we will bring the, the channel back up eventually. We just have to figure out what we're going to do in its place. Right, so right. we're, you know, we got some ideas going, some talent that we're looking at. Could be kind of a big deal. And I'm more like you keep all the lights and the cameras and the jib, right, Renee? It looks like the same <laughs> yes. studio. I've been wondering yeah, why I'm, you've been fixing this up so much. I know I get it. No, I get it. <laughs> well, I just, I built my own studio because I always, I, I, I always hated the idea of, of, of using other people's stuff. It just always felt weird to me. And I always thought it'd be, it'd be good if I had skin in the game. Um, and it's useful because I get it's in my my house. I can still do it, you know, as, as all our network TV anchors are finding out. You know, you have to, it takes a lot to set up things in your house, and I can I can still use everything that I put together, which is great. Congratulations, it's really great. Thank We're you glad. So much. Yes, you will continue with us, of course. Right? Thank you. I didn't yeah, even ask as you long that. as you have me. I didn't. I forgot <laughs> to ask. Uh, now that we're it's competitors, bounce me out the door. I'll be here. <laughs> no, we, we, yeah. And as I mentioned, just because I'm doing it from this studio now, I don't have the same capability. We're gonna we we tried last week to have four people in the box, and it was just it was too many. So uh, we're we're gonna rotate through you. So um, Alex will be back next week. One of I don't know how 
Carson's setting this up, but one of you, I, is he flipping a coin? I don't he know. He said musical chairs. And <laughs> Whoever sits down the fastest. Andy said he's back on his bike, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> hey, there's another story, big story that just broke uh, while we were doing iOS today, and it actually is a little disheartening. Apple has bought Dark Sky. Uh, yeah. That was a shocker. Uh, Dark Sky, which is my favorite weather app. Me too. Um, and uh, it was on Android. Dark Sky in their blog post said, hey, yeah, we're not going to be on Android anymore. Um, and starting in July 1st. But even more disheartening to me, they're going to uh, kill the API at the end of next year. Uh, the yeah. API was used by a lot of other apps. You could, if you even if you used Carrot Weather, you could use the Dark Sky info in your yeah, uh, weather line. Yeah. No, no API, no website, no nothing. It seems. Uh, I, I, it's very, very true to form for Apple that they don't necessarily, they, they bought dark sky because they wanted better weather for iPhones. They don't want to get into the multi-platform weather business, but, oh, I mean, it's, uh, I'll, you just wish that they could loosen up a little bit and say, you know what, we will keep at least support for other for other platforms going because this isn't this wasn't just some early in development tool that they uh, they acquired before it could really gain traction. This was really one of the top three you would mention if you were if oh, you yeah. were recommending weather apps to people. So yeah. it's disappointing that it's being taken off the board for everybody but iOS. Weather is weird because. <clears throat> All weather apps use the same uh, initial source, which is uh, the uh, federal, at least in the U.S., uh, the National Weather Service. They get the information from them, and then they make their forecasts out of it. Um, Darks, uh, there are other, you know, Norway has one that's very good that I've used for a long time. What is there a Canadian? Uh, there must be a Canadian oh, weather. Yeah, service. we don't have dark sky. Like a lot of people were freaking out, and I just I double checked, and we still don't have it. And it's not. I think it might be U.S. only. The way Pocket Weather was Australia only. Yeah. So I I know it has a huge impact on Americans, but a lot of us were going, oh, no, no, Who nobody cares? has it. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so what they've said, and I think I don't remember if it's. Was it Dark Sky or some other one that had a lot of? Um, I don't think it was Dark Sky. They had a lot of um, home weather stations as part of their data, which would give them additional information that the weather service. I think, did not I think that was weather other weather, weather underground. underground does that. Yeah. If you if you set up well, if you set up a weather that? station that a, a lot a lot of different uh, weather station makers uh, support an API that lets you feed hyper local weather, and that right. it really is a killer. Dark Sky had an iOS app. They say for now there will be no changes to the iOS app for now. Uh, it will be continued to be available. The app on Android and Wear OS will no longer be available for download as of right now. And service will end July 1st. If you're a subscriber, because you can pay for this, uh, you'll get a refund, prorated refund. The website will continue until July 1st, 2020. Uh, it'll, but then you won't be able to get it, it forecast from it anymore. The API will stay through the end of 2021. And now, all of a sudden, the Apple privacy policy uh, takes effect. In fact, if you uh, go to your iPhone or your iPad, you'll get an update for a dark sky. They say it's a bug update, but really it's, it's the Apple <laughs> privacy policy that you'll have to agree to. It's interesting, though, like what... Because a lot of people are just assuming Apple has bought this, you know, maybe for the talent, but as a way to make a much better weather app for the iPhone. Right now, that pulls Yahoo weather, I believe. It's still Yahoo weather. Um, Which is the worst, it's, by it, the way, of all of them. Yeah, but this is hyper U.S. weather, and Apple's got to solve weather internationally. Yeah, why did they buy I would have them? Thought they'd, yeah, why did they buy them? 
Like they would have bought a much a much larger weather provider than Dark Sky yeah. if they really wanted to fix the iPhone weather app. Well, but again, uh, all the data comes from the National Weather Service, at least in the U.S. So, and you can't buy the National Weather Service. Yeah. Although weather.com they have enough money to try though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you get. There must be something besides their forecast. It's, you're not buying it for the forecasts. Unless it's just an aqua hire. It must be the the team, right? Or the API? I don't. I'm not sure. I really well, understand. Well, also, well, also, it's there. There are two components to really, really good weather apps or really good weather forecasting. Number one is, of course, being able to get access to uh, to uh, National Weather Service data and other kinds of data. The second is having meteorologists meteorologists on staff that know which uh, which weather model, which mathematical model to apply to each situation. So perhaps uh, if if I'm 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 just I'm just blue skying here. If I were at Apple and my job were to make uh, Apple weather the best in the the industry standard, the best in the business, I would a buy an app that is really that is not just simply a, a throwaway widget, which is what uh, the built-in app has been. And then I would also just like they Apple acquired a whole bunch of people in sports medicine uh, and health and health medicine to uh, to create their Apple Watch and make sure that these people know it's being developed by people who know their business. I would also be acquiring meteorologists who would then not only have the expertise to be able to create a global weather app, but also be, have the contacts and the business uh, acumen to create deals with all these other services to say, can we have access to your model for this? We need uh, your the New England model is no good because it has nothing to, to be right now because it doesn't it doesn't handle hurricanes and coastal weather very well. So we're going to make sure that we have a model for this. So if if Apple is really trying to be top notch with weather, it could be not just getting the app, but also that that uh, that gets in uh, uh, weather weather data from everybody else, but also again acquiring a team of meteorologists and scientists uh, and climate scientists who know exactly how to really fine tune these things. Well, it's happened anyway. I'm disappointed because I use their API yeah. on Linux. Yeah. Uh, it's my it's, <laughs> but I'll start to use yr.no, the Norwegian uh, one. I think I can use that now. But uh, I've been using their API but, for but, years. But, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for the company. So it was a great app. And if this was what they wanted to do with their app in their future, I'm, I'm, I can only congratulate them and thank you for the wonderful times we had together. They did. Uh, somebody in the chat room saying, uh, and I do remember this now. They, they, they would ask you in the app if the conditions were accurate and if you had anything to add or if your local conditions were different. And then um, Alex Howard in the chat room is saying. Dark Sky's big thing has always been using AI to develop hyper-local weather forecasts. So I assume it's that accuracy and technology that Apple wants. That kind of makes sense. They, they must have some technology that's unique from whatever the weather service hands them. I wonder if then if they do implement this technology, will that also end up in other places like Canada? Will Renee have, right. you know, Dark Sky, but Dark Sky by Apple built into iOS? So... What do you use, Renee, for your, for your weather? <laughs> uh, I mean, Carrot Weather does work internationally, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they use other APIs outside of right. the U.S. For, for weather. And I love that because it's abusive, and I feel like my weather, I deserve whatever the weather app gives me. Uh, and then I use just the weather widget because it's built into so many things. I can just ask, I often just ask Siri what the weather is. So I'm sure there's a national weather service. Every country has a national, yeah, Environment Canada has a. Yeah, I'm a, just down the street from their massive array of satellites. Yeah. Yeah, the Canadian Center for Climate Services. So, yeah, I think that's probably true in every country. They have a weather office. It's important for, you know, 
predicting storms, upcoming disasters, to track yep. hurricanes, for farmers to know uh, what the crops are going to be like. I mean, this is all part a big part of the economy. So. We used to use it to predict the next ice age, but since that's rapidly <laughs> recoiling, we just try to see how much land we're getting back every year. Uh, all right. So there's there's the breaking news. We got it, we got it in at the beginning of the show. There's there's and other also some people are super angry that the Android app and the Wear OS app are going away, and that's totally cool. Like if they're leaving the iOS app, it doesn't seem like it would cause any harm to leave the Android app and Wear OS app. But what Apple typically does is keep hyper focused teams hyper focused, and they don't let them maintain any app. So it's it's odd to me. It's not odd to me that it's, it's sad, but it's not odd to me that the Android and Wear OS app are going away. It's odd to me that the Dark Sky app is lingering because often they will pull those apps down right away as well. Yeah. Well, you can't download it and uh, it'll stop working in a few months. Yeah. I, You know, it does put pay to any fantasy you might have that Apple will do messages for Android or anything like that. They clearly don't care yeah. about Android. I really wish that was a riff that Apple knew how to pay, play, or at least Apple was interested in playing. That there, there's so many different categories, so many different badges you can give a company in which they prove how good they are and how capable they are. One of them is to be able to support users that are not necessarily using every product that you use. It's, it's uh, Apple's signature is the fact that if you have an Apple Watch, you're having Apple hardware running an Apple processor, running an Apple OS you, that connects to uh, an Apple phone that's running an Apple OS on a Apple. Apple hardware, you're running Apple services, and that's beautiful. But I would love to see them try to get that get that extra badge that says, "Well, what if you had to just simply create a weather app that was a web app that would, in addition to your wonderful iOS onboard solution, uh, that you had to be you, that you're going to commit yourself to doing an app that everybody could possibly use." I know this. I know it's not because they can't; it's because they're not interested. But it's kind of like how. It really is kind of like how when you see that, oh, well, this is a this 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 ball player never, ever, ever wants to hit. <laughs> he he, he wants to feel he wants to it. run. But, you know, yeah, they're not great at cross platform they, and they're not great at services. And people keep wanting them to make more cross platform services. Yeah. I just think of iTunes and say, really, they're never they're never <laughs> going to get better at it if they don't actually do it, though. <laughs> Practice. This was t March 31st was the rumored day that Apple would be having an event. Yeah. Uh, I guess because it's a Tuesday and it's the last Tuesday in March, and that's what they did. That's in the brighter timeline, Leo. We're in the darkest. Timeline. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> the only can, question can I, is when this dark timeline began, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> can I say, Renee, that, that this is this is a big disadvantage because, like, we all have sources of information like that we can use or we can't use, and it's usually when we try to figure out what Apple is going to be working on or what, what they're going to be announcing, it's a whole bunch of factors. But for me. As soon as I go on Instagram and I see that shot of your watch flying from Canada to New York or San Francisco, I know that, okay, I had A, B, C, but now that I've got D, I'd better prepare to cover <laughs> something next week. And now that, now that there's no travel, I got nothing. Yeah. It might still travel. It, it wouldn't be as good, though, because people started, like, I don't want to say stalking, but there was a bit of a paparazzi thing when people started traveling. There was all this offline gossip. Where are they going? What's happening? And then if you weren't going, like, are they going somewhere? What's happening? And I'm, it's sort of nice <laughs> that that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I think there was one time when Renee was just in New York with family and people started asking asking about whether or not there was an event or something. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just Harry hanging Potter. out with my I family. I think it was me asking. He's <laughs> <laughs> in New York. We know there's a briefing. Uh, I do hope you still get invited to briefings. I presume Apple loves you and would still do that. 
I hope so. I never take anything for granted. It's always no. nice if it happens. Trust me. I've, it's not girded worth it. Myself for, <laughs> I've girded myself for just covering it remotely. They'll break your heart. They really will. You <laughs> oh. give them a chance. <laughs> but you know, it is nice to not be traveling. Like as much as it's fun oh, to go, like, and Lori has been with the, the last couple with me. And it's, it's like Christmas Eve. Like part of you just wants to be over and have the presents. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like just waiting and going through it is the hard part. You just want it to be over yeah. and have the presents. If I spend no more time in an airport lounge... I will be happy. Uh, and so far, that looks like uh, that's possible. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so what would they have announced today had they had an event? Had, iPhone 9. iPhone 9. There is a – now, now, now the, there, apparently a case site has put up a date, April 5th. I never trust the case sites because they just – they're throwing it up against the wall. Uh, but is that credible that they might still ship a successor to the iPhone SE – in the next week, well, the story is that uh, the, the story is that Best Buy and other retailers have actually received product in boxes oh. of cases for an iPhone nine with instructions: do not put these out until April fifth. So, if that, and and along with people, of course, have pictures of these things from uh, Apple they did or from a third party. Cases. From from third parties, but they certainly wouldn't ship product unless they unless they really thought that this is when they're going to need to be on the shelves, uh, and. It's a, and it's it's hard to now again we are in we can't we can't make any assumptions about anything so now it's sort of you're left wondering how long would it how how long is that thread that once you yank that cord is it now possible to stop something that was planned eight months in advance in terms of like putting things into the retail chain and getting things and uh, working with the. Uh, Best Buy's timeline and other retail stores' timeline. At, so at some point, is it even possible to say Apple has told us that they are delaying this? If assume they're doing this, uh, Apple has told us that they're not going to be shipping in this in April. They're going to be shipping this on March 31st. They're going to be shipping this in July now. But don't put, you know, don't even ship these out. Well, no, they've already been out and they've already been printed with the with the with the information about when it should go out, when it shouldn't. So it's it's we're we're in very we're we're in a, a maze of twisty passages, all alike. Hmm. And is the name nine uh, it's carved in their sides? I mean, is that going to be the name? It look, the profile um, looks like an iPhone nine. But well, but nine. I mean, would, that would yeah. See, I think naming it the iPhone nine is a mistake. But maybe we've gone back and forth with what what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And I personally, Leo, I think nine makes more sense than SE two, and that's because SE has it's attached to it is the idea of the smaller form factor. Yeah. And I think Renee also has mentioned it's that um, Apple doesn't reuse names that often. So f that's twofold. There's going to be a lot of SC fans like me who are going to be really upset that they're calling it SA when it's not small, even though yeah. SE doesn't stand for small in any way. That's just the way we kind of identify with that. Or phone. Small. But also because Apple doesn't yeah. tend to reuse names so nine makes more sense to yeah, me. But, but we're at eleven. It fa I think people will say, but "Oh, that's the two-year-old iPhone." Leo. No, they, no. They paint here's, themselves into marketing corners. Here's what they do. I know what they're going to do. It's just the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. That's no number. Very possible. Yeah, no. I think that's what they're going to do because that's what they did with the iPad, right? But mm -hmm. someone's going to walk in and they'll say, do you want the iPhone or the iPhone 11? They go, where's the other 10 iPhones? Nobody says that. Nobody. And <laughs> well, definitely not yeah, in that I want iPhone Dick 7. Van Dyke I accent. Want iPhone 9. <laughs> well, actually, I just, no, I just, actually, I just, that I also, just went back. 
I, I just went back. To, I'm sorry, just to, just to button something that uh, that was asked before. Uh, I just went back to uh, the 95 Mac site that has uh, has some has pictures of it, and it's actually late. It's a very like pretty looking case, but it's labeled as the new iPhone 4.7 inch 2020. So it's there not designed for it. So it doesn't say iPhone 9, doesn't phone, iPhone SE. So for yeah. all we know, that this company is like... HTC names proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not the name. Probably, That's what the case manufacturers put on there. So it would yeah. be right. clear what this goes to. Right. Yeah. But, but also, but it's me, also clear that, that they didn't know. I'm sorry, they didn't know, right. That's because it's going to be called the iPhone. And you can't just write the iPhone on the case, right? That's my prediction. Right. And and to me, that that reeks of we don't we're just we're hedging our bets yeah. and that and we're just going for it even though we don't have actual information if 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 apple were working with retailers to tell them okay we're going to put out a phone here's the specs here's what the camera's going to look like here's the thickness it's going to be called this the, that you know you'd have that information on your phone case but if apple's not actually working directly with these manufacturers these are people just speculating on it and and case makers do this all the time they speculate on what the next phone is going to be like they you know they have plenty of probably more rumors than we do to you know figure out how they're going to make their case what they're going to make it look like and they just kind of hope that that's right. And then if they do, if it's not right, then they take that quick loss, but they've already got, you know, the manufacturing in place to just quickly change what it actually is and make it look right or change the cover so that it doesn't look like a, you know, a, it doesn't say iPhone 4.1 inch or whatever, or 4.7 inch. It actually says iPhone SE or iPhone nine or something like that. Yeah. Um, so to me, that I, just, I, that's proof that they don't know what's coming. I, I think you're right. It's kind of sus it's kind of suspicious. Also, the maker it's not like it's in case or or major maker. The the phone they have is Urban Armor Gear. However, uh, usually when I see manufacturers head make bets like that, it's they will they will make kind of like a basic run that they can eat if they have to, and they are certainly not going to box them and ship them. And if they're given that this is a this is supposed to be displayed at Best Buy, probably this company had to actually purchase space on the rack. So either they were absolute, they were either drunk with uh, drunk with <laughs> conviction here. They 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 had the animal entrails. They had the Pop-O-Matic Magic Eight Ball. They were that convinced that there was going to be a new iPhone and that it was going to fit this case, or at some point. They were told, "Here is what is going to look like. Here is when we intend but to ship it." Apple never does that. Yeah, and uh, some companies have yeah. bet wrong. Like, remember the Verge when they were this is my next. They had a design for a teardrop iPhone five, and one of the case makers went all in on doing it, yeah. and they lost. They lost as far it. as I know, Apple and I've talked to some accessory makers does not communicate their design information ahead of time, which okay. is why they pay so much to the analysts right. to get it off the supply chain. Yeah. Right. But it's interesting to me that like they they could call it anything like that's just a matter of I don't know if it's Phil Schiller or Greg Joswack or somebody goes over and you know makes a final decision off the list of they can typically pick a name and then they have a list of every possible alternative and they go back and forth they decide either the original name or one of the alternatives is better and they go with that but like I've talked with Lori they could call it the iPhone mother of dragons if they want literally <laughs> marketing and they decision should. and they should yeah, no they totally should so uh, to me it's more like how are they going to position it especially trying to sell it now like what is that announcement 
announcement looked like. I could imagine if the event was on, it would be an almost beat for beat replay of the iPhone SE. You know, some of our customers love the home button. They've told us how much they love it. So we're bringing back the home button, but we're doing it with all like, and then they show off the great cameras and they show off all the things that you can finally get with the home button iPhone. Uh, and then they introduce the Apple, the uh, AirTags as like, instead of AirPods, you know, AirTags is the other new cool accessory you can get. But how That's one of the things they would remotely? be announcing today, probably, right? AirTags. Probably, but and how do you do it in a way, like, especially, like, if you go out and lose your phone, you're like, I'm not going out. Really not going out right now. <laughs> yeah. so, like, I, I'm just super interested in how Apple positions this when they go to market. And to say nothing of the fact that uh, Apple's never announced, uh, never revealed how here's the percentage of iPhones that we sell via uh, via the website versus here's how many we sell throughout the retail stores. Now they have no one coming into retail stores. There are rumors that there's going to have a soft un opening of some stores at the end of the month. I think that's wishful thinking, but it's Again, there's so much that we have to guess at right now that are they going to think that this is it's too important to launch a new phone today so that we can launch the next phone in September or October that we are willing to eat a really, really we're going to we're willing to waste a really big product launch on what's going to be has to be very, very mediocre sales. And also to say nothing, the fact that we're not going to be able to. Uh, do our communication as well as we possibly could. We can't bring people into a hotel room and give them the usual hour and a half. We want to make sure that we tell you everything that we think is important about this. And we want to make sure that all, all, we, we're showing you every step of the way what's going on. They're going to have to just ship it to do a do a, a FaceTime video and hope for the best. This is this is I, I'm I'm being quite serious here. Part of what makes these times interesting, once we partition out, we shouldn't, but once we, if we mentally block out the danger to, to businesses, the danger to life, it's interesting to see here's how uh, Stephen Colbert will do a late night TV show streaming from their house and without the reaction of a live he audience. He did it. It was terrible. <laughs> no, I, I thought. It was, I thought. Oh wait a minute! I'm thinking of John the, Oliver. John Oliver did it. and It was terrible. I haven't seen Colbert's oh, version. Well, of it. Thought, well, no, but he said I he was used to that because British comedians don't get laughs anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but but that's but that's what I'm saying. So now we're going to just we are like in we're, an we're, uncharted we're, territory. Absolutely. Exactly. We're so, what, what I love about this this sort of TV is that it's usually so controlled, right. That nothing can possibly I'm happen that this. has not been plotted out. They all maybe look we're like going us to now. Like, well, exactly. Yeah. And maybe we're going to see this sort of thing. Yeah. Well, here's how Apple does a product launch from their homes <laughs> without without the yeah. resources. Well, what do you do if you're on. Apple? Do you, okay, so clearly you're not going to do an event today. Uh, clearly, the tags. You're not going to do a press release. You're going to wait for an event. What are you going to do? Well, they for did tags? a press release for with the tags? iPad and Apple. I, I, yeah, I but those are the look. In fact, care. in hindsight, that new iPad was barely an update, and and the Mac. It's a developer. It's a developer model. Yeah, and the MacBook Air barely an update. You know, it had a key, it had good keyboard, so that's actually more significant. But these were kind of much more like the slipstreamed product releases you'd expect every year or so with with Apple existing products. New a new product announcement. How does Apple do it in this day and age? Do you wait until this is over? That could be next year. What do you do? I would take that video team. I would take that video team they have and say, make us an awesome, awesome video that we could put up on Apple.com and everybody can stream it right now. And maybe you have, you know, Craig walking around and you have Jaws or Phil walk or whoever the product manager is. I, for it. I liked I did like Craig's um, video that he did in apparently in his office with the demonstrating the mouse features. I thought that was well done. Yeah. 
So I mean, he's great. He's great at that. Stuff. He could do that, I guess. It's and it's a great opportunity for augmented reality. He, I'm saying that completely seriously. What if they did like a, a, a keynote, which in which basically just clear off this much of your table, and just simply hold up your phone, and you will see. It'll be about 40 rows back, but you can change the angle however you want. And then once you get the product, you can go to the demo area and just simply put this on any space you want. If you are just contemplating uh, buying this sort of thing, you can sort of fondle it, even though you can't fondle it in the store. If you are Rene Ritchie, and well, no, Rene Ritchie already has a, has one. But if you are an independent, if you are someone who does not have access to review hardware, you can now have video of this thing a week in advance. It's there's so many things they could do. It's exciting. But how it's, does David really Pog is. Bogart, the the only actual physical unit, mm-hmm. while everyone else is standing around waiting in an AR environment? I mean, these things have to be factored in. <laughs> is that what happens at those demos? Now the truth comes out. Now that Renee <laughs> no, it, is on his own, because you have like big broadcast cameras and people doing live hits, and then oh, you have like the YouTubers with their cameras, and then you have the people desperate to get it up like right away, like like the traditional bloggers. Yeah. And there's never there's never enough uh, to it, go around. Journalism so. used to be a gentleman's occupation. <laughs> now the, the whole the riffraff have like, been let in. When Periscope, and I forget the other one, uh, Meerkat or something came out and there was just a bunch oh, of people kind of slamming it. into each other oh. at tables because they weren't paying attention. You're just yeah. like, avoid the streamers, avoid the streamers. <laughs> uh, well, um, so predictions. Uh, Lori, what do you think Apple will do? I think Apple will launch an iPhone 9. I'm going to call it that. Um, okay. And and here's why because just like the iPad Pro and the um, iPad Air were were just kind of spec bumps of existing content or existing devices, I think that the iPhone nine is going to be that. It's going to be better. It's going to have you know a better camera and better specs on the inside, but it's going to be an iPhone eight. So that's a spec bump in my in my opinion. So yeah, I think to, it is going to come out. And to bolster that prediction. Uh, they've been making them. We're, it seems pretty clear from all the rumors that there are enough of them to start selling them this week if they wanted to. Uh, it is easy to announce. You don't have to do a big demo. In fact, you almost don't want to do a big demo. It really is more about having it in the store so that when people come in and say, <gasps> that iPhone 11 is so expensive, the guy could say, well, but there's also the iPhone. Yeah. And, you, uh, we also have John an iPhone Prosser, with, who's gotten a lot yeah. of rumors right recently said that per an internal meeting yesterday, Apple is now preparing for an April release, tentative dates, announcement on April 15th, shipments on April 22nd. But we're in the middle of a pandemic, so things can change. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's that's I guess really what I'm asking is if you're if you're Tim Cook, do you think Tim Cook goes, just completely out of nowhere? I just was thinking about this yesterday. Is he going into the office? No, he sent a video not. from his home office. Remember, he did it with the he did that nice portrait mode video in his home, a vertical video in his home <laughs> office, where you see him pressing the button to start it and then reaching over to end it afterwards. Oh, nice! He didn't even have an editor. Yeah. <laughs> Just like no. us, social Just distancing, like us. Leo. So uh, that's okay. So that's good. I didn't know that. I was wondering, do you go in? I mean, if you're Tim Cook, you could make it safe to go in. Yeah, you empty well, out. You, look, Tim's yeah, that floor is empty. Park yeah, for 14 days before Tim gets here. Yeah. I, I, I honestly I honestly think that shareholders and the board would be furious if Tim Cook did anything to risk his That's health. That's true. Just even even if it's just the possibility that he will have a recoverable bout with uh, with this flu, if he is gone for two weeks, that is no, no, a no. disaster for any agree. company. In fact, with in all likelihood, they have a twenty four seven doctor <laughs> yeah. monitoring him, sitting next to him. 
saying, don't touch taking, that. Don't taking, touch that. They've, they've, taking the COVID a, test every day. Every day. Yeah. He's surrounded Testing by a case. ring of interns that are being, that are being <laughs> tasked to jump in front of any germs that might come their <laughs> way. Like a, today like was a Chris soccer Cuomo, right? I mean, like every day there's a celebrity COVID uh, yeah. list being added to. Yeah. Did you see, did you see Chris Cuomo? With his, with his brother. brother, it's the best, and they yell each other in Italian. Oh no, my I god! Like, no. He called him a meatball. Oh, his his brother, the me. governor of New York, uh, and and Chris, the anchor on CNN. They apparently, I didn't know this. This has been going on for years, but yesterday, Governor Cuomo calls his brother a meatball, <laughs> and his brother says, "Yeah, but Mom gave me your sauce recipe. She didn't give it to you, did she?" And he shows a video of him making the sauce. I'll bring you some in the governor's mansion. But he was very different today. Today he's like, you know, I know he's like that on the air. His job is to be bombastic, but he's really the sweetest guy. He's my best friend. Of course, that's brothers, right? That's, I mean, that's exactly, it's, it's the, uh, it is, I took it as sweet. I thought it was really funny though. But it was hilarious. He's like, are you going to run for president? No. Are you thinking about it? No. How do you know what you're thinking about? Because I'm thinking it. And it's no. Where'd you get your interview skills? I think you know. He said, I have a real job. I don't work an hour a day in an armchair. It's really, really let, funny. Let me reframe, reframe the question. When you were 17 and I was 19, were you thinking about well, borrowing my car without asking and wrapping it around a tree? You, you, know, you, did that. you know dad wanted to be president badly. Yeah. And for some reason, and it's always been a great mystery, dad just stopped all of a sudden. And the, there was always this thought... He's got a skeleton in the closet. There's something that he just didn't want to, you know, he realized if I run for president, they're going to find out. I and mean, that's completely speculation. It's probably not true. Maybe he just had, it was sensible enough not to want to do that horrible job. <laughs> anyway, what a family. What, what a family. Um, where were we? Oh, Andy, predictions. What do you think Apple's going to do? Uh, I think Lori's right. I think it's going to. I think there's. It's coming. And it's going to be called the uh, the iPhone nine. I think that's absolutely the perfect name for them to call it. Uh, when you call something an iPhone SE, it doesn't. Ins it doesn't instinctively communicate where this thing is on the great pageantry of iPhone releases. It looks like something separate and other than, as opposed to. You, we have the iPhone 11, we have the iPhone 10, now we have the iPhone 9. People know who knew how to do know how to do basic math are going to expect the iPhone 9 to be lower powered and and have uh, and be less expensive. But the important thing is that they can they can introduce a lower priced iPhone into people's hands that unlike the other models that they've been keeping uh, in inventory are capable of running the next versions of iOS and able to use the next editions uh, of Apple services for the next 2 or 3 or 4 years. Uh, this is it's really really important because uh, Apple's still selling a major amount of phones, but every single bit of guidance that they can see outside is that uh, if they're vulnerable anywhere, it's to $500 and $400 Android phones that have seemingly the same build quality as a premium phone uh, are just as fast as most users want and have decent cameras that if they can, they, but they never have to deal with that problem. If they just simply say, you can either have a Samsung phone or even a phone from a maker that you've probably never heard of because they can't afford to advertise anywhere, or you can have a genuine Apple product that's supported by genuine Apple geniuses and actual Apple genius bars. And they can do these really cool AR things that we really, really want you to get interested in. And we really are confident you will be interested in by 2022 when we actually have some goggles to sell you. What do they do with tags? 
they might save. I, I think that there's, it costs them nothing to save it for the end of the year. Uh, these are there unless they're going to charge ninety nine dollars each for them. They're going to be the perfect thing to buy people for for it's Christmas anyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's like when you buy somebody that first like uh, smart light bulb where they're mm -hmm. not going to just put it, put it in the kitchen and then that's it. You know that they're going to come back and buy right. more. So if they right. can sell these for 29 bucks, they're going to be stocking stuffers. They're going to be promotional giveaways. There's no reason. I, I can't see any reason for them to release it early unless the point was that, hey, uh, in in 2019, when they were planning out, when, when they had their vision of what's going to happen in spring, and that vision did not include a pandemic, they thought, okay, well, obviously we have to release these tags sometime before WWDC because at that point we're going to be introducing new APIs that will let us do let the developers actually support them directly. I could see that that would be the reason why they would want to get them out in April or May so that by the time uh, the the real magic of what these things can do are supported by APIs. Uh, developers can buy them in quantity wherever they want. So, but they can still, it, it still makes sense for them to do it in fall. The, I don't think that, uh, especially something that there's going to require a good demonstration, software support, and maybe going into a store just to see how the hell these things work. Uh, I do see them delaying these things. Laura, you agree tags in the at Christmas? Yeah. Well, actually, Andy makes a good point, which is WWDC would actually be a great time to release Apple Is there going to be because... a WWDC? Well, so far, there is going to be a virtual well, remember, one. Remember, so, Google said we're going to do a virtual Google I.O. and then said, yeah, maybe that's not. That's true. That's true. Um, so what they could still do, though, even if they don't actually hold a full um, conference, is something like um, a keynote address where they kind of, you know, lay out the groundwork for the next iOS and at the same time say, and here's these, these Apple tags that we're going to send out to all these developers and they're going to, you know, use them and try them out and then they'll be available this fall. Or maybe they'll uh, announce it publicly so that you can purchase them right away um, in June. It's, it makes a lot of sense for them to do something like that so that just like what Andy's saying, by September when the iPhone 12 comes out, mm -hmm. it's well positioned along with LiDAR to be to work well and have developers already doing stuff with it and developing for it. So I think potentially they could come out in June. Hmm. All right, Renee. So <laughs> uh, Andy and Laurie agree that it will be the iPhone 9. It will be released this month, early this month, right? Maybe even this week, possibly. Tags for Christmas. Your your turn. What is your prognostication? Uh, my guess, just based on what's going on now, is that if Apple does decide to go forward with it, we'll see it mid-month. Uh, it'll be a press release drop. I don't know if they'll bother to do media beforehand or just drop the press release and then start calling people. Those are always fun days for everybody. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that'll, that'll be the way that they'll go. And because it's a known and understood product, everyone knows what an iPhone 8 is. Everyone knows what the iPhone 10R or 11 internals are. And that's a sort of an easy story to tell. Again, you, it's it's everything you loved about your home button iPhone, but with the new specs. And they've told that story with the iPhone SE. They told it with the iPod Touch. It really is. This is the the thing that you're familiar with and we're, we're just updating it so you can continue to enjoy it for a few more years. And the tags, you know, I, I agree. And Apple can do like a cheeky WWDC like they've done in the past. Like we're introducing size classes. There's no real need for them right now, but we just think they're good things to have. <laughs> so there could be hyper-localized or better um, APIs for location-based services, including indoor, you know, very spatially aware APIs that will come into their own when they introduce something in a September or you, October event. Do you think developers have already been seated with these? 
Is, I, they, they, there's always like not. some favorite nation developers like who do the demos. Like if they were going to do an event, they would have a demo on stage of like right. something that shows off the process, like a game that shows off the process. And, the, and they power. would have been given that information maybe They would have like a kitchen. Well, they'd be ago. brought to Cupertino and locked in a vault and told him, you know, <laughs> yeah. you have 24 hours to get this app ready for demonstration. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Every, that's why that's why that that is a good question about Apple actually pulling off a, a, a virtualized version of WWDC. Uh, Google said that they just did not have enough time to figure out how to get everybody at Google collaborating so fast and so effectively that they could put together all the content and all the programs that they needed to put together. We're going to see, I mean, uh, uh, in, inside the virtual uh, the virtual spaceship, we're going to see Apple figure out how to create secure secure. <laughs> Secure communications between different teams so that they can continue to do at this breakneck pace that usually precedes WWDC everything that needs to get done. I wouldn't be shocked if they simply say, well, we have to back off of this because the situation changed. We didn't think that it would be like this, but it is like this. Two different. And they uh, did an app like for the when they when they're showing off the AR capabilities of the iPad, none of those apps were ready yet. And so they had a video that they put out that showed apps that you can't get right now and how they were <laughs> using the LiDAR for things like chair placement and room mapping and, and all those things. And so they could have demonstrations of, you know, I'm not going to call them fictional apps, but builds they have internally <laughs> for from developers that they can show off in a video that aren't quite ready for download yet. Good article in the information uh, yesterday, Nick Bastone and Wayne Ma, how Apple is working from home, talking about the challenges of coming up with these new products, getting them out, uh, foiled prototyping, factory photos stalled by secrecy, travel bans that slow decisions. The tech industry's most important hardware maker is still figuring out how to manage a remote workforce as COVID-19 disrupts its operations. Um, it's, you know, we've actually talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago about Apple's secrecy and security making it difficult for people to take stuff home. It's kind of, I mean, I think these are the people who aren't used to it. And so they're, I don't want to call them whinier about it, but there have been people who've had carries for years. And like, you hear the stories from retired ones. Like I was in the room and people were knocking the door going, what are you doing in there? And I was just testing out a device that didn't exist. <laughs> I, had to, I had to hide it and I'm never bringing something home again. And they all had, you know, and they had safes inside their house, you know, and they're right. not supposed to show the family and things were covered up. And, and that's been going on for 10 years, but I think it's, it's a much, that was probably managers and senior and testers and people who are just used to doing it. And now more people have to do it and it's a hassle. And so some of them are just complaining very loudly about it and we're seeing well, it show up in paper. But also, Oh, Apple can't send people to China to look at prototypes, nope. to look at the manufacturing process, to sign off. None of that. Yep. So it's not even a fa um, an issue of whether there's workers in the plants. And apparently there are now. Foxconn says there are. But, uh, but can you even make anything yet? iPhone 9 is done. That's just a manufacturing. That's the only reason. So the, and that's, that's what Ming-Chi's quote is saying is, yeah, it's the, it's the 5G end-of-year iPhone 12 or whatever yeah. it is that's going to be challenged. And this is a heck of an excuse here. Like in normal years, everyone, you know, Jim Cramer said this beautifully in a video 10 years ago. You want, you have to protect your shorts. You have to cover your bids. So you go and you tell a, you know, a business pub that Apple's going to be late with an iPhone and they love those stories. They don't even ask any questions. Right. They just run them and then the stock goes down and you, and you're great. And uh, so every year we get this and uh, once in a very long while, the broken clock is right. And it, it's something like the China market collapses this year though. It's like, I don't want to say that COVID is complete cover for this, but no one has any expectations for what's going to ship and when. And so I don't think they're under the same pressure. I don't even think Apple knows. Anybody. I mean, I, yeah, I, they I, don't. I so like if there's a year that the iPhone ships late, like if, if, 
Apple couldn't do it on time and it was a normal year, it'd be a huge story. It's not a but story. This year, if this my year. iPhone ships late, it's yeah. one of many normal Everything. Stories. Yeah. As somebody in the yeah. chat room says, welcome to the new normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, completely side note, but I feel like in a way this isn't a, a bad thing. Uh, we've been in this crazy cycle of, you know, get the next new shiny out. Uh, and we've been as a economy and as users and especially as tech journalists, very ADD about all this, uh, taking a pause and taking a breath it actually feels okay. Maybe even yeah. good for us. Well, Andy's Slow used to eight phones a, a year. I Lori and I only have to deal with two. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how that's how true. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 one, but one aspect of this is that on all, in all aspects of daily life, uh, it's the, these quarantines are going on for months. Uh, optimistically, I think the most optimistic practical thing I've seen has been July before things can really start to get to, to get back to normal. And that's several months in which people break habits that they've been engaged in automatically for decades, possibly. So what happens when we just sort of break people from the cycle of anticipating that a new phone is going to be out in September. So I'm going to be, I'm going to swap out my old phone for a new phone. What happens when they don't get the new phone and they realize that actually my old phone is still working yes. just fine. That's the real uh, risk, isn't it? That people go, Oh, yeah. the yearly update programs. What are they going to do? There won't yeah. be a phone for your, you know, you bought the yearly update program for your <laughs> iPhone. Now it's September. Oh, that's where's my point. iPhone? Yeah. Where's my yeah. refund? Yeah. Yeah. Will you get a discount on the 12 months or, does it, yeah, oh. it, and I think there's a risk. You know, we've talked in other shows about the risk to motion picture theaters, movie theaters, that people will yeah. say, eh, I don't really need to go to the movies anymore. Uh, I think society might change dramatically, drastically, and I think it could be a huge difference from the um, point of view of uh, Apple. The flagship phone business, like beyond just Apple, is very much like big blockbuster movies. There is right. a new device comes out. There's a huge spike in sales, and then it trails off to the rest of the year until there's very minimal sales when everyone's expecting the new one. It's not a steady thing. It's not like you go like nobody's like, oh, the new Ford, the, the 2020 pickup's about to drop. Everyone's waiting outside for it. Like they have <laughs> end of the years. Like it's a very different market. This is still a very hit-driven market, and that's the big question: is that. Apple doesn't really need a new iPhone every year, but they do because if you're ready to buy an iPhone, if it's been two, three, four years and you're ready, they want you to get the latest one. They don't want you to have to get an iPhone that's three years old and you're going to keep it for three years. Suddenly it's a six-year-old iPhone. Whenever you buy it, they want you to have like three, four, five good years on that phone. But also for the holidays, they're counting on all that, you know, essentially free marketing of, oh, wow, there's a new iPhone. There's a new Galaxy Note. There's a new Pixel. Like all of these companies have just, that is how they are used to marketing these phones. And if they can't deliver that for the holidays or if people aren't interested in that for the holidays, that whole industry upends. Mm. Don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's I, I'm, uh, change is neither good nor, nor bad. It just simply is. Just like the color red is a great yeah. color for a sports car, bad bad uh, color for uh, for someone who is attending a funeral. It just is. And so we can't help but wonder a year from now what habits do we decide to come back to? What do we reject because we just discover we didn't need it anymore? Versus how when when uh, people discover that hey I was able to work from home and it actually worked out great 
Uh, and now can I, if, particularly if I am a very, very much in-demand uh, management person or engineer, can I simply say as part of my employment package, my contract, I insist that I only have to come into the office two days a, two days a week. And if so, if that happens, what does Apple do with this enormous wedding ring they plopped in the middle? Of, in the, oh, you of, you of, say of that, that though, Andy, as a, as a happy, confirmed old introvert. I think there's uh -huh. going to be just as many, if not more, people say, I will never do that again. <laughs> Take yeah. me to work. i got to get to work. I want to work. There's a lot of people that have been telling me how bored they are yeah. and how they they hate that they have to work from home. And these are all people that you, that told me, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to work right. from home. <laughs> yeah, so. Once they do it, it's really true. Yeah, it's, it's a different story. Yeah. Notice, by <laughs> the way, the I'm, coming, saying, I'm like, coming in here. I, don't, I, you well, know. I love all the parents saying that teachers should be paid a million dollars. I have never understood that better than I do right now. Yeah. Said as a man who has no kids, you don't even know the half of it. I mean, I'm George's all kids the people are going, nice. Oh my God, my kids are. I'm watching everyone on the internet go, Oh my God, I have to homeschool my kids. What? This is the hardest job I've ever had. Why aren't they paid a million dollars? I had, I had yeah. no idea how dumb my kids actually were <laughs> until I had to teach them myself. Or until I didn't realize how dumb I was until I realized yeah. I have no idea what my kids are I mean, learning. It, <laughs> it may be the case that, you know, when this is over, at some point it will be, uh, everything will go back exactly as it was. The people will be thronging to the movie theaters, can't wait to get back to the office, restaurants will be full. And I think that's, you know, in a lot of respects, that's probably true. But there will be some long-term overhang here. Some of it will be PTSD, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I think I'm not like a germaphobe, but I have a feeling the rest of my life I'm going to be like people who survived the Depression. I'm going to be saying, are you going to want to wash your hands before you touch that? You know, did yeah. you just my cough? My question is, is it like those sci-fi movies where you've lived your entire life underground because it's scary outside and then someone tells you, no, it's a lie. Outside is recovered. Right. They just don't want to give up their power. And you go outside and you look, are you terrified of the sky <laughs> yeah. or are you exuberant and happy? Yeah, like, exactly. I, now I'm just, I'm nervous. I go outside and I don't want to touch anything and people are looking at me and am I socially distant enough and who's coughing and it's just an incredible amount of stress. And is that going to stay or am I going to go outside and just breathe in and start running again like I'm a four-year-old? I'm kind of concerned about what this is going to do to labor. I'll, I'll make the short because I know this isn't, you know, <laughs> post a cop pop clip. No, no, week, it's good. Uh, I think there's some weekly. stuff to talk but, about here. I, I don't mind that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think that uh, there's a chance that people who run corporations are going to be taking a very, very hard look at these numbers and realize that, well, we got we had a sharp reduction in product in productive hours, but nonetheless, we got. We didn't we didn't get as much done as we were have hoped, but it is encouraging to make us think that we could actually double up and triple up certain jobs here. Also, there are a lot of jobs that we thought had to be done by uh, a fully salaried person inside an office. Perhaps we can actually now put this these jobs out to bid to contractors uh, and make even our middle management part of the gig economy. So it's it's it, any time that I've I've said this before that if you the the reason why self driving cars are getting billions and billions of dollars of investment and other more promising and more practical technologies are kind of dying on the vine is because any time that you come up with a technology that could allow corporations to fire lots of employees they're going to invest the hell in that and develop that and so if you get a technology that means you no longer have to hire drivers you no longer have to have truckers you know. 
no longer have to have all of these people that you probably didn't treat very well or pay very well anyway. This is a technology they desperately want. So re working remotely from home uh, could be both a life-saving thing for uh, for the American worker and the worldwide worker, or it could just simply say, well, since we since we put in all this infrastructure for allowing people to work from wherever they are, let's just contact some people in India and Pakistan and see if they can actually do these spreadsheets and fill out these forms for us just as well as someone that we were paying $90,000 a year. So it's uh, it's a very interesting world we have or timeline we have emerged into. Yeah. Uh, I just hope my local sub shop stays in business. That's all I'm hoping <laughs> for. My, my expectations are low. <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple needs. I just yes. need a toasted sub once in a while. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like there there are two things going on. There's a lot of opportunism. Uh, unfortunately, yes. a lot of, I mean, not just hackers too. There are a lot of companies mm -hmm. who are taking this as an opportunity. Uh, it has nothing to do with the virus or, 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 or lockdown. It's just, yeah, yeah, we can get rid of some people now. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I think there's some of that. Then there's also some willingness to look at a new way of being. And, um, I don't know the world. It's so unpredictable. Yeah. I am hoping that it causes a lot of people who are on the fence to look around and say, well, actually, we did have socialized medicine going there for a few months. And we did actually have a guaranteed <clears throat> basic monthly rate, monthly yeah. wage for mm -hmm. a lot of our citizens. Mm -hmm. And not only did the not only did the economy not tank, it actually saved the economy. And now the economy is thriving. Well, that Perhaps remains to be seen. It's <laughs> no, a two trillion dollar bill. <laughs> this is but, we, you know, we, we've signed checks that big, yeah. that, that big for things that were way, way less productive. Right. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if a lot of people that uh, basically the I wouldn't say the the workers rising up, throwing down their tools, breaking their chains, and storming the republic. I'm but I'm basically saying that a lot of people are saying, well, why weren't we demanding this before? Yeah. Why weren't we saying that we get to take two weeks off with pay to to avoid infecting other people and bring our diseases to other oh, people? Exactly. And they'll start voting for the for the politicians who actually want to help make that thing well, a reality. Well, look at Renee. I mean, Renee, you can do what you're doing yes. because the one thing you don't have to worry about is your health care from an employer. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll, I forget what company it was, but they, they someone leaked a memo from one of the big companies that was laying people off. And it said, you know, like in Europe, blah, 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 in Canada, in other countries, in the U.S., we've made special provisions for health care for the next 30 and, days. And, and good like, luck. Wow. <laughs> and good yeah, luck. Like, wow. And it is it is an unbelievable sense of like uh, empowerment that I don't I don't have to worry about losing my house if I get sick. Right. <laughs> That's the terms I think right. about it in. No. Uh, there's certainly some cracks in the system that are being exposed at the moment. Um, well, it's that old joke, right? There are no there are no atheists in a foxhole and no libertarians in a in a pandemic. Oh, I like it. Is that an old joke? <laughs> yeah. Was that from 1918? Probably. It's probably from MASH. I, don't know. <laughs> I know about the foxhole thing. Let's take a break. Our show today brought to you by Worldwide Technology. It was my last trip ever, <laughs> at least for a little while anyway, to St. Louis to see their Advanced Technology Center last month. Wow, I was so blown away. I'm actually really glad that we got to go. Now, we also met a lot of great fans. And I was told one thing by almost everybody I met in St. Louis. WWT is a great corporate citizen. They brought the Major League Soccer team there. They're part owners of some other sports franchises. They really... Uh, love St. Louis, and St. Louis loves WWT. Actually, let's be honest, 
uh, WWT's customers love worldwide technology. Um, this episode brought to you by Worldwide Technology and App Dynamics. Now, we've talked a lot about the Advanced Technology Center, about what Worldwide Tech does for their enterprise clients. But when we got there, they showed us all the app stuff they're doing. And I, Lisa and I said, we got to talk about that, too. This is amazing. If you would love to have an application to deliver to your customers, WWT offers solutions that will transform your business. And I know how important this is because we did at one point hire a lesser company to do an app for us. $80,000 later, we had nothing I would ever ship to any of you. I would never. So that's why we don't have an app. I think we're going to talk to WWT because they have solutions to transform. They uh, Great software, of course, can change lives. WWT is driven as a custom application design and development company, a whole new part of their business I had no idea about. They'll help you from the very first moment. Uh, identify specific business needs, how to approach problems customers and, 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 and clients have in new ways. And they can create, I've seen the apps, they've made beautiful software solutions that make an impact. This is a company that will focus exactly on what you need, on the specifications you want. They'll help you, they'll help you design it from the ground up. Their team at WWT provides resources and platforms to make it possible. And because they have over two decades of experience, a proven track record, they've been doing apps since before there were apps. WWT, I'll give you an example, worked with a healthcare organization, we don't have to mention any names, to connect medical teams from their care center to patients at home. Kind of timely. WWT created a custom software app where care teams could interface with patients. Within a year, they started seeing amazing results, 50% reduction in preventable readmissions for engagement at home patients, 35% Fewer days spent in the hospital with virtual care. 60% fewer septic shock deaths in patients being treated remotely. I mean, this was an example of an app that they designed for this healthcare uh, company that made a huge difference. I'll give you another example. WWT worked with a rental car company to produce their mobile app. Gave them an, a much improved customer car rental experience. Let's customers in the app make reservations, perform check-ins and return without waiting in line. You'd know the name of the company. I don't want to say it, but I'm telling you, these guys have done some of the best apps, many apps you've used. How about the one uh, where with the grocery retailer? They improved the customer experience. They had an app. It wasn't great. So they sat down with WWT and went through a design process, going through ideation, innovation, and creative work to create the ultimate customer experience and they've hit those two- and three-year goals within less than a year, thanks to WWT. You want your customers to be able to use your app. You want them to love your app. You want to put something in their hands that exceeds their expectations. And that's what WWT does. They're kings of Agile, by the way. They do Agile training for a lot of companies. They do Agile software development from beginning to end, from planning and ideation to delivery. That way they get solutions for a variety of end users that are better than what they planned. They, 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 their customers are always happy, and they do it more efficiently and more effectively. They do DevOps. So a lot of the apps they do are custom apps for DevOps, driving business outcomes by evaluating, designing, implementing, and operating with tools to enhance your operational efficiency. Uh, a lot of times DevOps teams are required to write their own tools. You could get some help, make it a really nice app. And for container platforms, 
They can rapidly create services that scale and perform by designing, architecting, and implementing cloud-native apps in an agile fashion. This is a whole different area that I didn't even know about till we got out there to St. Louis. I'm just blown away. WWT is the best. Transform your business today with WWT. They can help you do it with apps that yield great user experiences, attract new clients, and increase customer value. They can do it in so many ways. And don't forget the Advanced Technology Center, the ATC. You can find out more about all of this by going to www.twit1. www.twit.com slash twit and the number one, all one word. Worldwide technology delivering business outcomes and modernizing IT infrastructure. Good partners. They're great for you as a partner, and they're great for us as a partner. Thank you, WWD. And you help us out when you go to that special address that lets them know they saw it here. WWT.com slash twit and the number one. Apple has a new coronavirus app, yeah. which is, uh, you know, I mean, it's information I guess we've all had access to all along, but coming from Apple, is it more trusted? More Is it more valuable? The fact that it's on your phone, you still have to download it. They didn't push it out. There's also a website that still. you can go to. Right. What is apple.com slash COVID-19? What is it? I don't remember. Oh, let's I can, see. I can type it in and see. <laughs> I bet that would work. I Obviously, I if haven't it looked work it up. By the I, <laughs> I don't feel compelled to. Yeah, slash um, COVID-19. Dash 19. Dash 19. COVID-19. Yeah. So uh, why are they doing this? To do something? I think to do there's something. a lot of misinformation that has been out in the world and, and confusion and even but is it Apple's job? I mean, they're a tech company. Is it their job? Shouldn't the well, CDC's website be They're the an definitive? American tech company, Leo, and I hate to put it in those terms, but there's a lot of abdication to to enterprise in the U.S., especially the, in the last 20, 30 years. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Where I think a lot of Renee, about, like, any, sure, like, in England, sorry. Uh, I'm, uh, Leo, actually, I'm sure that you've been receiving emails from all of the different companies that you have some sort of information with, and they're here's the information about what we're doing about right. COVID-19. So this is Apple's way of doing that, of like providing some information. And and I think that it makes them look good. The more of these, these organizations get together and they say, we're, we're trying to combat misinformation or confusing information by pointing you to the exact information that you need to help you get through this situation. They look good. We like that. It's, it's it's a benefit to them to to have that it kind of It almost feels like though <clears throat> Apple has a constituency like well we have to do this because there's some of our customers expect us to do this as opposed to the CDC or the federal government. That's a little weird to me. But that, like it, the, I, yeah, I think I, going back to what I was just saying before, like in a lot of countries, like England, the the National Health Service put out an app, and in Canada, everything is coming from the government. But in the U.S., like they they're waiting for companies to give to donate masks, and it, it seems like there's a vacuum of leadership, and companies are not only trying to fill it, but are expected in a way to fill it. And Apple's looking around, going, "Where where is this information? We're curating out. All right, fine." Uh, you know, we have, we're a very, we're a company that has deep social commitments, and we believe in a bunch of civil things. And if nobody else is doing it, we'll just do it. Yeah, I mean, we I'm not it knocking fast. it. It's a good thing to have. It's a good tool. As many places as can have it, should have it. It just feels odd to me. I mean, where's there's the IBM COVID page or the Facebook? Well, Facebook yeah. has it because there's social media, but uh, you know, Google's building a website. 
No, they, I think they some of this is, to is actually to appease the White House, right? To say, yeah. hey, we see, we're good. We're doing something. Because they're expecting companies to do it. Right. Yeah, because of that expectation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, not only not only that, but there is uh, – I, I really do think that there is – at the executive levels of most huge corporations, there still is that sort of meme of, like, I got into this business to change the world. And maybe they did start saying that after they got their first $30 million in options. But <laughs> there is uh, – you have if – you, if you are high up at Google, at Facebook, at Twitter, at, uh, at particularly at Apple – and you're faced with a situation like this pandemic, and you can ju you can just spend an hour doodling on a napkin or digital. It'll be on an iPad, of course. That it would be so easy for us to create a really, really good, responsive website that, unlike Google's, uh, some of Google's uh, resources uh, don't require a login <laughs> of any kind, don't uh, take in any information of any kind. Please tell and then tell it, their 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 boss. Please tell us we can do that. And I feel like it. it's they peculiar. Like it's, it's peculiar to the tech industry. You don't see here. If I, Pepsi, go. if I go to Pepsi, if I go to Pepsi dot com slash covid nineteen. Well, they're making sugar water, <laughs> well, Leo. But but I'm just well, saying no, this but, is a peculiar but, point of view of the tech industry that somehow we are stewards of the society well, or something look at well, bill gates well, i mean he's everywhere he's like well, the cdc different. on tv and, these days and, and bill is, that's different because this has always been his 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 um thing right is is a public health that's his charity that's so i understand that but, but there's also a difference in that tech companies are in a position because they are the communications network for the world, because they're the dissemination grid for information and for people who are looking for reassurance and looking for solutions. This, they, they were going to help people find it. They're in a position to do that sort of thing. Just as, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, just like people who are in the brewery and in, in the alcohol industry are stopped making liquor, they're stopped making beer, and they're making alcohol uh, and making hand sanitizer to send uh, to send to other companies. There are uh, there are factors that have don't have don't have any experience in building uh, healthcare devices but they have experience in creating a workforce they have a, they have a huge workforce they have uh, manufacturing capability and so they want to switch from making uh, Billy Bass talking fish to making an important valve for a respirator that's that's needed or even respirator bags so I, I I'm willing to give until uh, I'm I'm willing to be a little bit open to excuse me a, a lot open to simply saying they're in this kind of crisis nobody everybody wants to do something uh, and if you can do something that's actually positive, all the better. But it, there is that impulse in everybody that I, I myself was thinking, gosh, I know there's a there's like a, an animal shelter just like a few miles up the road. Are they having problems? Should I like foster like three cats and two dogs? Because I got room here and I'm going to yes. be here, here yes, all day anyway. <laughs> you want? Yeah, I, I, I've seen I've seen so many cute cat photos from so many people <laughs> who are stuck at home with their cats all day that now I'm like. I'm saying that if I see a cat on the street, I'm going to assume it's a stray. I'm going to cut <laughs> off its uh, cut off its, its its collar, not bother chipping it, and I'm going to rescue it. But yeah, so Andy, I, I'm going to say I don't think that it's as altruistic as that. And and Leo and everybody, I I think it's a it's a corporation and it wants to look good because it wants to give us the impression that it's good and we and we will buy stuff from this company. There's not a human behind there saying we should be doing better. There are humans that work at Apple that are saying that. But I think this kind of thing, it's really all about looking good so that we like them more. And I'm in the um, COVID-19 app, Apple's COVID-19 screening tool app. And one of the things that they offer in here is updates from Apple News. So they're redirecting you to Apple News 
so that you can read articles that have been screened and, and vetted to make sure that it's got proper information. And guess what? You know there's going to be at least one article in there that you have to have a News Plus subscription. People are going to be reading through. They're going to come across these News Plus articles that they really want to read, and they're just going to go, you know what? I'm going to subscribe so that I have News Plus. <laughs> and they just made some money off of it. That's a pretty realistic you know, I it I love Apple, but it's a corporation and it's in yeah. it for the dollar. And and the dollar means you you make more money when people like you and they think that you they can trust you. And you know, here's evidence right in here that they've got a pathway to making getting a subscription out of you possibly. Yeah. And it didn't cost them very much to make this app. Apple is able to do some things. Swift five point two is out. Xcode eleven four figures the programmers are Completely productive. <laughs> They're going, oh, finally, nobody to bother me. I don't have to wear headphones to work anymore. Uh, let's see. Apple is, uh, oh, unsurprisingly, according to Apple Insider, a 2020 iPad Pro will bend if you try to bend it. Yeah. <laughs> Glad somebody's Stop doing that. Ceramic people. shatters, plastic cracks, glass breaks, metal bends. Uh, people are spending <laughs> some effort. science is wonderful. Important thing. Apple is offering, there's some other stuff Apple's doing, which I think is great. They're giving free online learning consultations uh, to U.S. teachers. You had this in uh, iMore. Com. I think that's cool. You can schedule free one-on-one -on -one coaching if you're a teacher in the U.S. <clears throat> the stores are closed. They're not doing those uh, great uh, events at the stores, so they've got some geniuses who could probably help out. Educators can contact Apple Professional Learning via phone or email and ask for a virtual co coaching session. That's something that's really much needed. We're yep. throwing a lot of people to the lions saying, well, you just download Zoom and uh, you're all set. <laughs> it's yeah. not as easy as that. And, and uh, opportunities for like Google. Uh, Google released a, a, a launched a site last week that is here's how to use all of our Google uh, conferencing tools yeah. and, and collaboration Classroom tools. Classroom is going through the roof, before. the downloads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you know, so it's both a good thing for the company, Lori. Uh, you're right. It, there's some cynical uh, reasons for doing this but i think it's also uh it's an opportunity for them to, to step up um apple is going to pay contractors this is a, a problem for gig workers in general now yeah. apple has if apple didn't it would be shameful because apple's yeah. got the deep pockets to do it there are plenty of it would be amazon level shameful yeah 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 there, <laughs> there are plenty of uh, small businesses who would love to i'm sure but can't um lots of yeah. pretty much every restaurant you've ever been to is you know, hanging by the skin of their teeth anyway in a normal situation. Um, so that's good. I'm glad Apple's uh, doing that. Uh, they have asked their store workers to take on tech support roles. Remember the stores? How Now they said, what was the, what was the laughably uh, short deadline that they were going to turn the stores back on? It was like in a week from now, something like that. Like April 7th, I think, yeah. maybe? Yeah. yeah. Mid-April on a region-by-region region basis. Get a little more time at home. Uh, so Apple's asking all retail store employees to temporarily become remote technical support staff. So you're still working, uh, yeah. irking some workers who thought they'd be paid for simply staying at home, <laughs> says Mark Gurman. <laughs> Duh. A uh, subset of retail staff are participating in the program to become work-from-home Apple Care employees. And that's just so the company has enough workers to handle customer requests. Some Apple retail employees told German that they felt their managers were prodding them to take part. 
You're well, working. That's, that's You're getting your paid. Yeah. I think it's okay for your manager to assign something to you. That's why, yeah. Like again, I think a lot of these stories originate with complaints, and that's the story you're going to get from people who are unhappy about having to do right. something. Right. It's the same same thing, isn't it? Uh, so I will move along from that one. Um, what about Google uh, not putting Stadia on iOS X Cloud, not putting Stadia on iOS Nvidia's GeForce? It's uh, an Apple thing. It's like Apple has all these guidelines that are like historic Steve Jobsian guidelines. They won't let you where, stream games, for instance. You, well, so it's it, 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 it happened to not let you stream games, but like a lot of these were originally Apple being very Apple and controlling, and also being very protectionist of their customers. And they just imagined like anything that could go wrong or ways that could be exploited, or and they just made a bunch of rules that at the time made sense to them. Like they when they architected the App Store. They didn't think about, oh, one day we'll just be beaming games. No, they weren't thinking cloud. of gaming services. In fact, no. I, could, I bet you what they were thinking of is we don't want anybody streaming Windows to our iPad. Or porn. Or, or, know, or porn. Or whatever. Yeah, and, but they're just not. They, so but will they not, change the rule, you think? I, I think they're going to have to because it was almost like, like, remember Steam had to go back and forth about whether they'd allow Steam to work with, and it was like, you could do this, but not that. And it's just, it's not. It looks tenable. anti competitive because they've got arcade and it looks like they're being churlish. But I, yeah. I agree with you. It's it's more historic. So, but the question yeah. is, will I change it? And how fast? Like, is this a, like? Because sometimes they're like, oh, we have a bunch of announcements to WWE. We'll fold it in. Meanwhile, they get just slaughtered, you know, for the next two months mm -hmm. over it, where they could think about it and enact it much in a much. But they measure like they they're also like there's culturally they measure it like 20 times and then speak. It's not like they have a big public debate about what they should do and you actually see they're working on it and trying things. It's just nope, they're being silent. We're getting angrier. Why won't they say anything? We're getting angrier. And then two months later, like okay, here's what we're doing. And just like huh. <laughs> it's a big deal if you're a Stadia uh, or a game on Stadia or X Cloud or, or GeForce because now because you uh, add, that's that's like the mobile platform if you can't be on iOS. And one of the big pitches for wonder, these is you can play it on your Android device. You can, you know, you can get a little weird little controller with a, <laughs> an easel on it, put yeah. your Android device on there and walk around playing games. But I wonder at some point, because the App Store is 12 years old, like it, a lot of the things that it it was set up to do are just not yeah. not the same anymore. Yeah, they didn't And at know. a certain point, if Apple says, we, all right, so we're going to loosen the ties. You can buy your Comixology comics. You can stream your games, but we're charging a, a minimum service fee for every for every app, including free apps, because we're no longer, like if everyone's going to do an end run, especially like those really, because like Candy Crush and Pokemon Go, they would love to not give Apple like a percentage. And that's where most of the revenue of the App Store comes from. It's these games and their whales. And if they could do an end run, they would. But then everything that's subsidizing everything else goes away and, and maybe it becomes a better market and gets rid of a lot of really crappy apps because everybody has to pay a little something uh, regardless of what your price is to be on the App Store. Yeah. It's a service fee. <laughs> It's in there. It's a I big. Mean, I don't think they're protecting arcade. It's in their interest to, uh, to yeah. have these apps available. It makes the iPhone more desirable. It makes it yeah. less desirable not to have them. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and it hurts them illegally, like you said. Like even if they're not doing it yes. for anti-competitive like reasons, anti it looks yeah. like they're doing it for anti-competitive right. reasons. Right. <laughs> uh, there is a uh, bug in iOS that affects you if you're using a VPN. You should be aware about it. if you have a network connection open and then start the VPN. The VPN won't automatically protect those existing connections, only new connections. And it, until the old connection times out and reconnects, uh, you're going to be operating in a kind of a hybrid mode where some stuff will be encrypted in the VPN and some stuff won't. I'm sure Apple will fix that 
um, it's just something to be aware of if you're using a VPN. The best thing to do would be shut down everything, then turn on the VPN, and then reopen all the you know your your connections. That's a, a simple bug, easy. You could see how it would happen, and it's something they can fix. Um, Apple is, if you're watching stuff at home, and who isn't, and if you've already watched all of Tiger King, and who hasn't, <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys seen this show yet? I, have I haven't not. gone I through have... the entire show, but I've watched five episodes. I made I made the mistake of watching the first episode. I hadn't heard of it. And I didn't know what it was. If I did, I allowed the virus into my home at midnight, is, and then was seven, at the end of every episode. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? And then, yeah. wait, and then it's eight a.m. It's like, okay, I guess I'm just not going to sleep tonight. It's a very well done documentary. Uh, <laughs> the weirdest story ever. Um, but once you finish that, Apple is offering a, a 4K movie sale, the biggest sale of the year, according to 9 to 5 Toys. Parasite, Academy Award-winning Best Picture, $10, half off. Uncut Gems, which I highly recommend. Uh, I already bought both of these. Uh, Adam Sandler, it's, I shouldn't even say Adam Sandler because it's good, is $10. Uh, <laughs> it's on Netflix Canada for some reason. I know. I know. Isn't that funny? Netflix Canada. I, yeah. <laughs> Free healthcare and uncut gems. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari, $13. That's a pretty good movie. I like that. Although people who are race car experts, people like Sam Abul-Samid say, well, it's not very not very accurate. But, but you know, I was I watched like one of those cop movies with a friend of mine who's a mechanic and he's like, your car can't go over the street like that and land. They would just break it. And I and you listen to like you join like you watch an airplane movie with a pilot like the plane can't bank yeah, that. Man. So you got to suspend every sure time they do a, a movie about podcasting. I just watch all yeah. the mistakes. <laughs> Or a TV show. Like the TV shows now, you sign a podcasting deal. It's like becoming J.K. Rowling. Like yeah. It's like, oh, your podcast You're got picked rich. up. Oh, you got to get a mansion now? <laughs> You're rich. Uh, so anyway, some, a lot of movies you might want to – I mean, this is nice. Thank you, Apple. You might want to check uh, and and see what the prices are because they're doing a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff. Now, Prosser – you mentioned Prosser. So he's a reliable source – he currently has he's currently been doing a lot of stories that have proven to be correct. So okay. he's got he claims he has very good source inside of Apple. I have no reason to doubt him. And they've been proving um, I think there was one that he said he got wrong, but out of a out of a half dozen or so over the last month. You get the and sense is he's got uh, tipsters, right? Telling him yeah. what's going on. He's got some pretty specific information when he has these rumors that he comes out with. It's not just you know, six months from now, something might happen. It's very specific. Like the, I think the recent one that he just said was that the iPhone, the new iPhone is going to be announced on, did it, was it announced on April 15th and comes out on the 21st? Or he has very specific dates. So it seems a little one-on-one. -on -one. I'm talking with somebody yeah. very specifically who has this information. Yeah. yeah. The, the tweet, which came out a few days ago, Apple briefing happening right now. Like, you know, yeah. he's got somebody was... texting him uh, at the briefing, you know. As I mentioned before, logistically, iPhone 9 will be ready to ship in April due to economic pressures and shareholder obligations. Apple is considering releasing the iPhone 9 in April. I'll keep you updated. And then six rolls of toilet paper, you know, because <laughs> he can afford that. Uh, <laughs> no, I saw this and I thought, well, I don't know John Prosser. Is he who, who is this guy? And is he a reliable? He runs the YouTube channel Front Page Tech, and he had, oh, okay. he's the one who got all the Google Pixel leaks last year. In the oh, year. all right, so he's got he's got a track record. Yeah, yeah. 
let's see. I'm looking at other I, rumors. I always kind of look askance at, but we don't have much other news. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Apple developing Touch ID for Apple Watch. Well, so hmm. I mean, I, I prefer the Pulse to Touch ID because I never have. It's like passive authentication. Yeah. I never have to actually touch it. So that to me feels like a regression, unless yeah. there's something super special that goes with there it. There is. Right. Yeah. There is a reason, Renee, why this could be beneficial. It's for people who don't like to wear their watch tight against their wrist. It I have a friend who. Yeah. I have a friend who won't buy an Apple Watch because she yeah. does. She wears a looser wrist, you know, like okay. a wristlet kind of thing or like a bangle kind of thing. So this could potentially open up the market for um, people who don't need to have their pulse checked all day long, but they want the bene- the other benefits that come along with an Apple Watch, so they can wear a looser band and and enjoy it and you know get notifications and everything. Or like a pocket watch, use, or yeah. a pocket watch, and, yeah, and just a brooch be able to use touch around ID the necklace. It. Yeah, it uh, so yeah, I could see this it, potentially being a good thing. Yeah. It, it, it could also be a step towards, uh, I think, the the true des- the inevitable destiny of the Apple Watch was to make it an independent device that does not require yeah. uh, an iPhone or any other device ever. Uh, Apple. Now we 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 got done. It's it's one thing for Apple to not so not support uh, Android on a weather app. I mean that's even I'm saying it would be nice, but I don't really expect them to do that. But how much money are they leaving on the table given the given the absolute failure of Google to make any traction with with Wear OS and given how fragmented all other uh, device uh, fitness manufacturers are if they had a device that did not need that uh, did not need a a, a a phone in order to work and maybe at at worst, just had a here's a desktop app that, or excuse me, here's a, a either a website you can you can hook it up to, or a simple little turnkey app for the for your phone that does nothing but, you know, changes some master settings or gets you into factory mode if it, if it gets screwed up. How much more money would they make? They're already mm-hmm. making it hand over fist. They they would need more fists with which to put hands over the money. I, I really I think that there was, it, and, and also we, and also we were talking about the uh, companies that feel as though they have uh, sort of a, 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 an obligation to humanity to do certain things. If Apple keeps hitting this point over and over again, but here's all the lives that we're saving, uh, not just lives that we're changing with, uh, with the Apple watch, here's lives that we're changing. And now we're going to have an O2 sensor uh, that, uh, that even makes things, even makes it even more, even more capable, not only for fitness, but also as a health device, what is their excuse for not putting out a simple Android app saying we don't we only want Apple users to live if they have a fib? Uh, so this exactly. is this is what yeah. so for so many reasons I think that it's inevitable for Apple to produce a standalone watch. I don't know, especially thinking- when it's such a, a it, in my opinion, the Apple Watch is the 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 life saving device of the of the decade of the century maybe um, mm. because of its ability to. Detect falls to um, let you call nine one one if you're in very in an unsecure place without having to actually talk to anybody. The AFib detector, all of this stuff is it. It's a lifesaver, and we've read dozens and dozens of articles of, of it literally being a lifesaver. And to be platform agnostic, or even not needing any platform, but to be a standalone Apple Watch, so that your grandma who doesn't know how to use a phone could have just have it on her wrist. And you know that if something were to happen to her, you'd get an immediate uh, response from some kind of emergency service. I think Apple could benefit the world by making Apple Watch 
completely agnostic and not needing a, 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 another, a, a phone of any kind to connect to it. Yeah. A lot of goodwill coming out of that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, according to people looking now at the uh, iOS beta 13.4.5, because I guess that just came out. Is that right? Just today? Yeah. Um, there is in the code an iPhone model that has Touch ID as well as Car Key, uh, as well as a few other of the more modern features, Express Transit Cards, Power Reserve. That sounds like that's uh, 13.4.5 is getting ready for an iPhone 9. So another another bit of information uh, leading to, uh, I think, an April release. Not quite confirming, but getting there. Well, they could also change their minds. Like it's it's all up in flux. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this a problem for Apple? I saw this. Uh, Samsung is planning to end all LCD production by the end of the year. I don't know that they sourced OLED. LCD from Samsung. Oh, okay. The OLED they do, but yeah. I think LCD. Okay. And they just invested in Japan. Apparently, according to the rumors, they just gave quite a bit of money to Japan Display. So. Right. There are at least there there are at least three or four different manufacturers of LCD. They're still in the business. That would be even if they had to tool up for Apple's business, they'd love to have it. So it's just an option of whether how long does Apple want to use LCD displays. This Apple Insider oh, LCDs. Sorry, not LCD displays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Apple Insider story says Samsung has in the past supplied LCDs for the iPhone, iPad, and Mac, but demand has waned. As Apple moves to OLED, but still, there's no OLED on the iPad. There's no OLED on the MacBook. We're waiting on mini, mini LCD, right. LED. Sorry. Um, the Korean so company acronyms. fills a bulk of Apple's OLED orders for flagship iPhone models and Apple Watch, with LG picking up the slack. Uh, BOE is reportedly set to enter Apple's supply chain in 2020 or 2021. Yeah. So it doesn't sound BOE like... BOE suddenly discovered Samsung's process and began offering it in China. Yeah, probably. It's a chi yeah, I, think, Chinese I believe that's company. true. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. I shouldn't say it. Specul speculation, speculation is that BOE has Samsung's we process. We figured it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that the reason why uh, Samsung is shutting down LCD production is because they want to use that manufacturing capacity for more modern or next generation display technologies. So it's possible that, uh, that if Samsung wants to deliver phone, uh, screens to Apple for any devices, they might be able to, to, to deliver something that is less expensive, more reliable uh, and actually higher quality. Good news for Dropbox users, I guess. I mean, one of the features of uh, iCloud that people liked was that your desktop and your documents folder would automatically be synced to iCloud. Uh, you couldn't do that with Dropbox. You had to have a Dropbox folder. Uh, apparently, there's a beta out for Mac that can sync your desktop. Woo-wee. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I turned that's the first thing I turned off. In fact, I was Me too. so mad. Me too. That's why I still use Dropbox. Yeah. I was so mad that Apple turned that on by default. And I didn't even realize. They ask you now. I think like the latest Macs I've installed, they ask yeah. you uh, when you set them up. I'm like, what? My desktop is being synced? What is it? I don't <laughs> want to sync my desktop. That's silly. Thank God those 2,000 unlabeled screenshots from from today <laughs> all the way back to 2003. Gotta save those, baby. Are in the cloud. So I've been... I've been using desktop sync. I think I turned it on for our, or, you know, you, I initially had it on for a how-to guide and just left it on. Yeah. And you love it? I actually really like it. So I, I've, I use my desktop in a different way now. Is the now. value keep, for you that all your Macs have the same desktop? Yeah. So what, for me, I, I keep 
certain documents that I know that I'm going to access multiple times per day, every day, I just keep them on my desktop and they're right there. I just click on them. I don't have to find them. I don't have to search from there. They're just right there. And I click on them. So that for me, that's the benefit of it is that whether I'm on my Mac or I'm on my um, MacBook Pro, they're, they're just right there on my desktop for me. Now on my phone, I don't care. I don't need them syncing on my phone because like I very rarely would access a file that's on my desktop on my phone. But if I did need to do that, if I happened to be, you know, some like out and about or was just on my phone and I knew that I had a file on my desktop, mm. I could just gra- grab it really quickly. So I do actually like it. it. I find it to be very beneficial. You're right. It seems ridiculous. But once you get used to it, it, the thought of not having it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thought of not having it is a little bit yeah. like, well, you know, th- I have to go through nine different steps if I want to get it from, from Dropbox. Whereas right now it's like, it's just right there on my desktop. Okay. So. There you go. Yeah. Dropbox apparently <laughs> agrees, Lori Gill. <laughs> Time for our picks of the week. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I think I'm going to start with Renee Ritchie because he's all, right. he's all about the new. Now, now, I think, Leo, I heard you. I was going to mention some of the Pokemon stuff, but I think I heard you talking about it with, with Micah Yes, already. Micah. I don't know. I guess he's becoming a Pokemon guy. <laughs> wow. They're doing a bunch of work from home stuff where you're going to be able to coordinate raids at home and do a whole bunch of other stuff to make it less about, ironically, less about going out and walking and more about just communicating with your friends. Right. And, yeah. So that's if, if you have, haven't played in a while and you're super bored, uh, take a look at what they're doing now. And a lot of the stuff you used to have to run around and do, you can do at home. I'll tell you, if you haven't played in a while, this is a ga- this game has really evolved. I really like the new uh, Pokemon Go. And of course, Lisa Battle never, leagues and- yeah, Lisa never stopped playing. You get to walk yes. with your with your little friend, and Adventure Sync now will work in the house with uh, with yep. exercises. There's a lot of reasons to to take a look at it again. Yeah, but that's and not maybe your we pick. can raid together in the, oh, in the near future. I so could raid with fun. you in your place and that my place. Great. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. our virtual our virtual universe. Yeah. So my pick is because there are so many people who have to do meetings and, and everything at home, maybe even their world-famous talk shows at home. One of the things that, uh, that I find very useful and I see used a lot are these tiny Manfrotto uh, tripods. You can get them many places. Apple was selling them for a while. And all they are is just a tiny tripod. You can get them with a, a standard mount on them or you can get them with a little camera, uh, with a little phone holder. And you can put any iPhone or Android phone into them or a microphone. So whatever you're doing, if you're doing a lot of web meetings and you're just not happy with the cameras that come on the Macs or you're worried, like Zoom has got huge security and privacy issues that you can avoid many of if you use the iOS version instead of the Mac version because it's sandboxed uh, and you just want to, you want something to put your device on and hold it for you or to hold your better microphone. Manfrotto's small tripods are just ah. excellent. I have a couple of them, especially when I was traveling, they were super useful for traveling. But now when I'm staying at home, like if I'm just sitting around on a table and I'm not using this big setup, I just put a microphone on that, put a phone on that, everything. And they just hold them up. You don't have to stack books. You don't have to like they don't fall off your bag. They just do that one job very, very well. They're the uh, they're the classic name. Yes. The tripods. But we always have the big men Frodo's. I didn't know they made little. Itty yeah, well, you can get gorilla pods too, but sometimes those are harder to manage with the legs, and they really are worth. These just you open it up, you put it down, you adjust it, and you're good. That's a good price, sixty bucks Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that is in real money, but well, I think is that at the Canadian site. I can't <laughs> yeah, tell. Yeah, I'm on the Canadian oh. site. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just I pasted the link. No, in. I don't mind. That's like four bucks US. It's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me go to let me go to the United States and see. Oh yeah, it is thirty six ninety nine. You yeah. guys get robbed. Yep. <laughs> 
get Actually, robbed. It's not good right now. But but the price of gas is so. If I could drive somewhere, the gas would be incredibly inexpensive. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Manfrotto, design in Italy, thirty six yeah. ninety nine in the U.S. Bellissimo, bellissimo. Andy Genatko, your pick of the week. I've got two good reasons to make my pick of the week. Uh, uh, Charlie Monroe's uh, Downey. Uh, streaming video downloader. Uh, number one, they've uh, he's updated it to version four and added a whole bunch of really cool features. It's a very pretty new redesign. Uh, there's new. There's now a menu bar control. So when you're downloading stuff from YouTube, downloading stuff from Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever site you want, uh, you can act, you can see how things are going and activate things from the menu bar. You can have more control over how it post processes things. So that I I download things and put them on my media server, but I always ha- used to have to do a whole bunch of extra steps to make sure it's named correctly and it's in the right format. And I just simply set it all up, and then uh, he didn't need it. Uh, and and it's only twenty bucks, and it's really ever since. I, I've been a user since early 3.0, actually maybe 2.0, uh, and it's an app that I use all the time, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I really, really miss uh, in the digital age not having uh, a VCR hooked up to like regular cable TV because sometimes their TV shows are like just – you're taping Letterman – and sometimes the show is so good that you actually want to keep it. Uh, there's actually a, uh, a guy, his nickname is Don Z, who has every single episode that Letterman ever did. Uh, he is actually the, ar- the archiver of the show uh, based on his videotapes and his recordings and his archiving. When, the sh- when Worldwide Pants, the producers themselves, get a request for, hey, we need a copy of this show from this guest from this show from this year. They don't do it themselves. They say, oh, talk to this guy, Don Z. He has a copy of it and he'll he'll cut a deal for you. Uh, but uh, what I miss is that you, if there's something that, that you've just seen, uh, you can't just keep it and have it in your library for keeps, for keeps, for keeps. And getting to the second reason why, beyond the upgrade, why this is a good recommendation, we're seeing so much unusual television now. Uh, we're seeing, again, the Colbert, we're seeing the, the uh, uh, late night shows being done NPN hosts living rooms with uh, off-the-shelf streaming technology with no laugh track and just making it up as they go. Don't you want to be able to watch that five years from now when you've forgotten all about how much trouble that uh, this pandemic was causing for everybody in the in the in the cost? Uh, and also. There's uh, so many different uh, arts organizations that are streaming their content for free uh, to sort of help people to stay at home and be entertained. Uh, the uh, Royal Theatre, uh, National National uh, the Royal National Theatre, uh, National Theatre of London, uh, they're uh, rerunning a uh, the show that James Corden. Uh, the, the, the comedy stage play that James Corden kind of relaunched his career after he had his first big success. And then according to the E Hollywood story, he, and then all, <laughs> he, he let it all slip away. And I've been wanting to see this play for so long. Cause I've heard it, it's all the reviews from the time. Are like, Oh, this is hysterically funny. This is wonderful. This is, you gotta go see this. And it's going to be, it's going to be streaming on the site for the next week, starting Thursday night. And I'm going to be using Downey to make sure I capture it so that I can actually add it to my library and actually, Use it, uh, and uh, I'm being. I'm being. I'm. If there is a donation page on this streaming site, I will donate and pretend that this is our. Okay, well, yes, he was so good in cats. He was so good in cats. I, I'll just never, never forget. 
<laughs> but but yeah, he'll live that down. This is, we have, he's got to he, he's got to live that down for another year or two. But then he'll be back. Uh, but but it's but it's a great utility. Almost any any streaming site you can name, apart from you know Hulu and Netflix, where and, and HBO. But anytime that there, anytime that you're on Reddit or and or, or social media, and it's like click this link to watch this video stream or watch this uh, watch this thing on YouTube or uh, in this file. You just simply navigate to it with your browser, click a button nice. in a browser plugin, and it simply opens. Or you just copy the URL, paste it in, and it will just automatically figure out where the video file is and download it. If for some reason it can't locate the video file, it even has a full web browser built in, a mode that it calls user-guided extraction. So if you need to, it's it's it, they don't charge if the if the streamer doesn't charge money for it, but you have to like log in like with your Google account or your Apple account or whatever. It will allow you to, within the Downey app, actually open up a web browser, do all the authentication you need to do, and then when it starts streaming, you'll see this beautiful, like all these like lights sort of light up in the in the in the sidebar of all the different sources of video that it sees, and then you click on one that looks like okay, this looks like a 4K stream, and then you say ah, downloading 14 14 gigabytes of video, boom, got the right one. So anyway, uh, 20 bucks, and boy, uh, this is another one of those things where I couldn't have paid the money fast enough because really well done, and I really hope that he keeps uh, uh, keeps at it because uh, he not only it's not only built a good app, but he keeps updating it constantly, and I'd like to support that with my money. And now our pick of the week <laughs> from uh, Lori Gill, who has picked something unusual. It's it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, so it's called Final Wipe. It's from a company <laughs> called Final, and they make something called Final Straw, which is a reusable straw. So they've come up with a, a disinfectant wipe that is reusable. So you can clean your surfaces. You can is it, which surfaces you know, is it for? Soft surfaces as well as <laughs> hard surfaces, shall we say? All the surfaces. Okay. <laughs> your Microsoft surfaces. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is weird. So they're cloth. Yeah. So it's it's really, I, I mean, if you think about it, you can do this at home with, you know, your, your bleach and, and, yeah. and water sol um, uh, thing. And But what what's interesting about it, what I do like about it, it's not very expensive for one, for one thing. And it, it gives you the sensation of using... Re, uh, disposable sanitizing wipes the way that you would at home. So a lot of people don't want to put out the extra effort of like using a sanitizer and a towel. Right. So this acts like it's doing that for you. So you feel like you're just using a wipe really quickly and then you toss it in your laundry and then, and you fill it back up again because it's a container that's filled with sanitizing solution that you have your towels all folded into. So it acts like it's a sanitizing, a disposable sanitizing wipe, but it, but it's not. You just wash them and do it again. So that's what I really like about this. I actually hate using sanitizing wipes around the house and did not actually have any in my house when the coronavirus started, um, uh, you know, getting getting sp spread worldwide. And I couldn't find any sanitizing yeah. uh, disinfectant wipes because I didn't keep them in the house because... I don't want to waste all that extra paper. So with this, it's reusable and it still gives you the same sort of sensation that you're just quickly pulling it out. You wipe it down. The only difference is you toss it in your laundry instead great. of in the garbage can. So this it's is, kind of a neat uh, little really thing. Interesting. Now, can you? They're on Kickstarter. Can you get them now, or are you ordering this for 
some, you can't. some this distant is, this timeline. Is ex- yeah, I think yeah. they say that they're they're planning to ship August 2020, which obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't I would normally not take a Kickstarter um, <laughs> uh, sh- shipping date in, uh, as a as a real number, but in this time it's probably even worse. Like it's probably even more difficult yeah. to get that kind of st- stuff shipped out. But um, Final is a company that they've been around for a long time. That like I said, they they make the final straw. So they're a known company. They're not just some randos who, you know, never successfully had a Kickstarter or anything. So, <laughs> they're kicking themselves um, thinking we should have launched this six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> right. Huge, right? My guess is the idea for this was to come out with this because it's, it's, this is, um, uh, April 1st starts, um, you know, environmental month. It's, um, Earth Day is on the oh, 22nd. Yeah, that's so right. they were probably originally, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they might've even launched it a little early thinking, well, you know, this is a really good time to launch this kind of thing because it's disinfectant wipes, which everybody wants right now. I love the team, by the way. It's mostly women and, yeah, one, and yeah. one one guy and one dog. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the uh, CEO... Well, someone has to test it, Lee. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the CEO and founder has a master's from Harvard in environmental management and sustainability and worked in waste minimization at the Los Alamos National Lab. Uh, before starting final. So it's kind of cool. I yeah. Think and if if you want something from the company that already does exist, they make the final straw, which is a reusable straw that folds down to about two inches. I think I have a, a spare one around here somewhere that I would like to show you, but it folds down to about two inches tall. So you can throw it in your, in your purse, your backpack, your bag. When you go to restaurants, you can just pull it out use it instead of having to use the plastic straws. You shove it back in your little container. It comes with its own cleaning kit. So um, it has a little um, like a a pipe cleaner with a – with a, a scrubber on the end of it. So you can even just take it in the bathroom if you carry this around at work or something like that, that's scrub nice. it out and then put it right back in. So they're pretty great. So, I got everybody for Christmas oh, that's a, a couple gift. years ago. I got them final straws. They're thoughtful. not very expensive and guess, it helps people. I guess we know what we're getting this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Some sanitizing wipes. Uh, do they do, do, they they do custom logos? <laughs> <laughs> or just my face. Just put my face on it. Yes. Uh, people be happy to use it. Um, what are they, what is the chemical in here? Do they say they don't? They don't actually say, I I didn't, I didn't watch the official video. They might say it in the video, but, um, they just say that it's non-toxic. That's, that's all that there is. Well, I hope it's toxic to germs. Yeah. And they may not want to give that information out. Right. And the cloth is, uh, is silver lined as an antimicrobial. Yeah. And, um, made of bamboo. Bamboo, the big bamboo. bamboo. Yeah. Um, so they're they're definitely trying to be um, environmentally sustainable. So go to it's Kickstarter, good. search for Final Wipe, or as we say, yeah. Final Wipe, and wipe. Uh, you can <laughs> you can get a can I, get in on that. What? Can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I share my? <laughs> it's the can, final can I share my weapon. ignorance? Yes. I, I saw this in the rundown. I didn't actually click the link. I thought that was, is this like sort of an like open source version of Final Cut or a parody of Final Cut? <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. Unrelated to video editing. It's transitions. It's transitions. It's a white. It's a final wipe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I get it. And I'm just curious. Is the is the mermaid Emma Rose Cohen? Is the uh, is the founder the model for the mermaid on the front? I'm curious now. Disney's going to be yeah. mad. Disney's going to be mad. She has a certain aerial flair to her, doesn't she? Yeah. I would say. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that concludes this thrilling, gripping edition of Mac Break 
Weekly. Lori Gill is at imore.com where she is a managing editor. She's also, of course, the star of Sickburn, currently on hiatus, letting their throats recover. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can find her, though, uh, on the Twitter, Appaholic, A P P A H O L I K. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Andy Anako, he's on WGBH Boston. Uh, were you pushed last week? Uh, nope, I was on uh, Friday uh, at twelve thirty. I'm, I'm on most Fridays. I'm on uh, this Friday at eleven thirty. You get to you get to hear me. You don't get to see me from my from the studio, but you get to hear me from the studio because we are isolating. Oh yes. So you're going to do it from there, where you are right now. Uh, I'm going to do it, which is wonderful because normally, like I have to know everything before I go in there. But sometimes, but not if, because of all this stuff I've got, I can actually quietly say, well, there are a lot of factors involved in what will, what would make that work uh, in this, our society while I'm quietly typing and Googling for information. <laughs> I think I remember, now we know but i got to make sure that I'm about to, Yeah, exactly. There's nothing like a fine Matthias keyboard for soft typing. Clickety-clickety-clickety. <laughs> I, yeah. I used to have a clickety keyboard, and now I've got a nice Oh, sorry. My, that's that's my, de my dehumidifier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just a lot, lot of relays it's yeah. an old world war ii salvage <laughs> and of course renee ritchie who is now officially a youtube star out the door she out gets me door. right out the door leo youtube.com slash renee ritchie r-i-t-c-h-i-e he's also a renee ritchie on twitter congratulations thank you so much good luck uh now what is your video production schedule are you going to be doing daily yeah, I'm going to try to do um, Monday to Thursday just uh, analysis shows and then Friday or Saturday a deeper dive show. I will, we'll see if I can stick to that. It might slip to three new shows and a deep dive. It's a lot we'll of work. But you yeah. were doing Vector Daily. You can do it. I was doing it like three to four times a week. Oh, okay. Weeks. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm just – I got to say before we close, I have always been amazed and inspired by, by Renee's work ethic. He sets a goal. And he doesn't just meet it, but he exceeds it. And I, I would not have thought that he could have uh, taken his wonderful work as a, as, as a written journalist, and not only be so prolific on YouTube, but also as create so many videos at such a consistently high level of quality for content and for video. And I don't, I could not, tell, I could not say, Renee, how excited I was Thank to. You. But if that, I mean, if this is how how good a video channel Renee can do when he's part time. Timing it. Imagine when he's got when it's got his full attention. That's so awesome. this is going Thank to. So I, I don't know if you have T-shirts yet, but I, get, give me an XL. Oh, that he, logo, he, he, right? He, his his RR logo is so nice. I love that's it. That's Simon. Cool. Yeah, Simon yeah. Buckmaster. It's uh, at Forgotten Towel. Uh, nice talk. Nice uh, Hitchhiker's Guide reference. At Forgotten Towel on Twitter. <laughs> that would be a fantastic T-shirt. Right? Yeah. yeah, I agree. Make those well, people will be calling me Renee from time to time, but that could work in my favor. Subscribe. I think we, I think you've gone up about a thousand subscribers just since the show began. So uh, oh, every, everybody, so get nice. on over there. Ring the bell. Press the button, the red button. Ring the bell. Renee Ritchie, YouTube.com/slash Renee Ritchie. Thank you, Renee. I appreciate so all of you. Thank you for spending your COVID time with us today. <laughs> 
your, your daily uh, COVID hour. Our quarantine content. Again, <laughs> those, those of us who do live alone, it's like, I'm so glad to have human contact, even through this weird flat piece of glass of window. <laughs> to see your faces. It is not so bad, is it? It's kind of hanging out yeah. with your buddies. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We do it every it's always, Tuesday. It's always fun. Now it's more, now it's also mental health. It's needed. We're quarantine proof. Yeah. Leo, the show's quarantine proof. Yeah. Well, it is with this Brady box thing. We've got these, yes. uh, these panels are made out of solid steel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we do Mac Break Weekly on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific, right after iOS today. Actually, it'd be a good thing to just tune in for the whole morning because it's all iOS. And then, of course, afterwards, it's security now. So, really, Tuesday's a great day to listen all day. And I think we've all got the time. <laughs> We're going a little bit batty in here, Leo. I don't know what I'm Right. 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1700 UTC. Come by, say hi. You can watch the live stream or listen at twit.tv slash live. All of our shows are available on demand, not only on YouTube, of course, youtube.com slash twit. And then <laughs> you got to get your phone. <laughs> you got to get your phone okay, and then it. pull it down. And then, oh, it changed <laughs> colors. It turned into stark <laughs> green coming down. Oh, they're having such fun. Watch the video. You'll understand. See, that's, what that's why you got to wash those phones coming down from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Twit.tv slash MBW is the website. Subscribe, if you would, uh, in your podcast client. That way you'll have it automatically. You can also ask your favorite uh, voice assistant something like, I don't know, Echo, play Mac Break Weekly. Uh, sometimes you have to say on TuneIn, sometimes not. Sometimes you have to say play Mac Break Weekly podcast. You'll figure out what the syntax is depending on your device, but then you can listen to the latest episode automatically. That counts too. We do appreciate your being here, and I hope you stay safe and stay healthy, and we'll see you next time. And now get back to work or lunch or, or your bunny slippers, whatever whatever's meaning, most meaningful to you, because break time is over. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>